Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. If you're looking to get into a career in medicine, do your research into what universities have to offer and what they expect from an applicant. That's the advice from Chelsea Avers, a fifth-year medical student at the University of Adelaide. Originally from Mildura, she applied to several universities and took advantage of the scholarships available some of which apply to rural students and those facing financial difficulties. Currently, she's living in Broken Hill as part of a 12-month placement at the Rural Clinical School campus there. A valuable experience to be sure, and as you'll hear in a moment, it's helped her develop confidence and independence out in the field. Chelsea's always loved caring for animals. In fact, she had thought about becoming a vet – And at 14, she worked at a veterinary hospital. But that experience, as she tells Chris Ashmore, nudged her into a different path toward human health care and encouraged by one of her teachers into medicine. But first, Chelsea reflects on what sparked her interest in medicine. One of my high school biology teachers, Miss Rupert, really wanted me to study medicine. I think she thought that I was capable and she really pushed me to do well. And I was really competitive back in high school, so I wanted a challenge and she'd get me to do lots of multiple choice questions at home and then she'd mark my work. Yeah, and she put in a lot of work to help me do well. She helped you with preparing for learning about medicine, is that right? Yeah, so she was my biology teacher, so I guess she taught me all of the biology, the underlying science behind medicine and all the things that I needed to know, which is like a foundation. That was what I was really interested in when I was in high school, and I liked looking at all the details of a topic, and when I found something that I was interested in, I would just study it for hours and learn all the details, and that really motivated me because... It was really interesting. Without Miss Rupert, do you think you may have pursued a career in medicine? Probably not. I might have still ended up being a vet or I don't really know what I would have done. Maybe some biology sort of thing, biomed maybe. You did some activities as well which helped motivate you to get into medicine. Is that right? Well, I didn't really do any work experience like lots of other kids They do work experience in hospitals or GP clinics. I was always interested in my grandpa's health issues. He had a lot of joint replacements when I was younger, hip and shoulder and knee, and he had atrial fibrillation, and he'd always ask me to look it up and come with him to appointments. So I found that interesting. When you decided medicine was for you, what were your first steps, Chelsea? And did you map out a plan? I really wanted to do undergrad medicine, so my plan was to get the highest ATAR that I could, so to do really well in year 11 and 12 and just do the best I could. I also made sure that I did lots of activities that would show that I had interests out of medicine and so that would look good in the interviews 
because they often want a well-rounded sort of person that isn't just a sciencey nerd but someone that has a life outside of medicine yeah so I did some tutoring as community service at school and I was in the swim club and I played table tennis I didn't do them all in year 12 because I was really busy then but the last few years before I sort of planned to do that as well and I think my biology teacher encouraged me to do that as well as she was also part of the swimming club. If you didn't get into medicine did you have a plan B? I probably would have done a biomedicine degree and then tried to swap across or done postgrad. I guess I was just really determined to do undergrad so I didn't really put too much thought into what I would do if I didn't get in. Did you apply to many universities? I applied to all of them that had medicine and were like reasonably close. So on the east side of Australia, I didn't apply to Western Australia because I thought that was a bit far away. It didn't really matter to me where I went as long as I was doing what I wanted to do. So yeah, I applied everywhere and I got an early round offer from the University of Tasmania about halfway through year 12. So that took a lot of the stress away, but I still needed to get a certain ATAR to get in there. But that's still quite far away from where I lived in Mildura. So I got an offer from Adelaide later on and I decided to choose that one. Well, that's closer to where you uh, went to school too, yeah? Yeah, Adelaide's like about four and a half hours drive from Mildura. And you applied for scholarships? I applied for lots of scholarships at every university that I applied for to do medicine. So there were lots of different ones that I tried to apply for. So there being a rural student, academic success and difficult financial circumstances. And there were some scholarships specific for kids doing medicine. And I spent a lot of time applying for those things because I knew it would be difficult for me to go to uni away from where I lived in Mildura and have to pay for the accommodation as well. My mum was already paying for my sister, so her accommodation in Bendigo. She was studying away from home at the same time and she had to pay a mortgage as well. So if she had to pay a second accommodation, that would have been virtually impossible for had to do and for me to be able to go to uni. So I take it you were successful in getting the scholarship? Yeah, I got a scholarship from Monash earlier on, but I didn't end up getting into Monash. And then I got into Adelaide and I got a scholarship from there as well. That's terrific. Now you're in an undergraduate program and you would have been required to sit the UMAT. What's involved with this exam? And do you have any advice you can give? Well, I didn't really study for the UMAT. There are lots of classes in the city and online tests and things you can do to prepare for it, but I didn't really do that. I should have now that I think about it. And I just thought it was supposed to be like an IQ test and not something you can really study for. That's sort of the aim of it, to figure out your underlying skills in intelligence and pattern recognition and that kind of thing. So I didn't really try and study for it, but heaps of other kids did. And that's probably why I didn't do very well in it in the end. So I would definitely recommend trying to study it, not do what I did. So yeah, some unis 
consider the UMAT a lot more in terms of applications. So the ones that I got into didn't really consider the UMAT as importantly as unis like Monash. They focused more on your ATAR and an application letter or an interview. So that was better for me. And what about the interview process itself? Any tips you can give on that? Again, for the first one, I didn't prepare much at all and I realised later that I should have and that lots of other students had been doing mock interviews and writing down answers to questions. But again, I didn't really know anyone else doing it, so I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing. So my first interview was in Townsville for James Cook Uni and I was really nervous and I panicked and said a lot of stupid things. I was a bit disappointed, but I guess flying all the way there, realised just how difficult it would be to live so far away from my family if I went there, so I wasn't too disappointed in the end. And then that made me realise what I needed to do to prepare for the next interview in Adelaide. So I guess it was a good that I had that one first and messed that up so that I could prepare better for the second one. <laughs> Blessing in disguise. Yeah. (laughs) So you did an interview at the University of Adelaide. Tell me a bit about that. Was that a bit nerve-wracking? Yeah, it definitely was, but somehow I managed to stay calm in that one and I just took my time to answer the questions and figure out what they wanted me to say and I had looked up the kind of qualities they were looking for and tried to project that. There were three stations that were about 20 minutes each. It's a bit hard for me to remember now because it was so long ago. But they ask lots of strange questions that don't have a right or wrong answer and you just have to sort of think about it and work out different options and the best kind of thing that you could do. And there were lots of questions about leadership and community involvement, so I was glad that I did do those activities back when I was in high school. (laughs) I think what they want to see when what they're looking for is leadership qualities and your ability to work well with others and if you show that you can get along with other people, that's what they're looking for. And they did ask some questions about my involvement with my community and some rural health issues like GP shortages and so I talked a bit about that because living in Mildura I had experienced how hard it is to get into a doctor so if you're from a rural area then it's good to show that and show that you care about being from a rural area because there's lots of specific positions for rural students and if you show that you want to go back to a rural area then they might be more likely to give you one of those positions and it's sort of a different way to get in. Well, you must have done all right because you got accepted. Um, Now, there are a lot of different study techniques. How did you find the right one for you? I guess I studied a lot, so I just sort of developed some habits and patterns of things that I like to do. I guess I'm a visual learner, so I like to write everything down by hand. I had heaps and heaps of notebooks just filled with my writing, and I always use lots of different colours and stuck in pictures and if I need to look up a picture of something like a disease then I'll look at like 10 different pictures to try and get an idea of what it looks like 
So it's sort of hard when you can't see it in real life. So I like to get lots of different images to try and get that picture in my head. So when you're on placement, you start seeing things in real life. Everything sort of fits together. But when you're doing it just online, it's sometimes a bit hard to figure out what it would be like in real life. Now, I understand you're currently on a 12-month placement studying at the Rural Clinical School Campus in Broken Hill. How different has your clinical experience been to your previous metropolitan placements? It's been really different out here in Broken Hill and in the country compared to being in Adelaide. It's a lot less busy. You don't have to travel like an hour on the bus to get to your placement. You can just walk there or drive there in two minutes and in the ward a lot of the doctors are really keen to teach and they're often locum doctors so they come out here for a bit of a change and they've all been really nice and interested in teaching and they teach things at sort of my level a level that I can understand whereas a lot of doctors in the past few years at the RA and those specialist clinics they often taught things at like a really complicated level so they're all like super specialist cardiologists and endocrinologists and they were trying to teach us but it wasn't really at a level that I could understand at that point so yeah it's been a lot better for me and it's a lot more patient-centered and the doctors spend a lot more time with each patient rather than 20 or 30 patients and one or two minutes each. The doctors actually have more time to talk to each individual patient and explain things and it's just a lot nicer and it's better being in the one hospital for me because I have like a lot of anxiety so changing placements and hospitals and having to get to know everyone every few months was always difficult whereas being at the same hospital I sort of have gotten to know everyone and it's a lot easier and it's helped me become more confident yeah well it's terrific and um, I suppose just uh, something related is this term called imposter syndrome and a lot of people in medicine have imposter syndrome do you feel that you have at times imposter syndrome and if you do how do you deal with it I do occasionally feel like it not that often more when I was in Menindi I felt like I had that a lot because I was the only med student there and it was a clinic run by nurses. So it's just a small little town about an hour out of Broken Hill. And so I was sort of expected to talk to the patients and ask them about their symptoms and do histories and exams and take bloods and um, do their vital signs and then do a handover to the RFDS doctor on the phone. So it was sort of a lot and a big change from what I was expected to do in the city. I was sort of expected to be a doctor already and I wasn't quite ready for that. So it took me a while to get used to doing that. And uh, I did feel like I was pretending a bit, like being an imposter. But, yeah, the nurses were really helpful and patient and they encouraged me. And it was really good to, I guess, try and pretend to be a doctor because it helped me realise what it's going to be like and give me that confidence so that hopefully I'll start to feel like I can be a doctor. Well, just on that, your experience in Menindi, how was it for you, the overall experience there? 
it was really good. It was a great learning experience and the the nurses and the staff and some of the Aboriginal health workers were really helpful and they taught me a lot of things and they took time to involve me and they let me do things. So like in the city, often there's a consultant and a registrar and RMR and an intern and they all have their jobs to do and sometimes you don't really have much to do. You just stand there and watch, whereas I was actually able to get involved and do things and they let me do the cannulas and give vaccines and do lots of little interesting things that I just had never been allowed to do before I guess and yeah so it was a really great experience and like getting to practice being a doctor and seeing patients myself I definitely recommend anyone should do it sort of at this stage of their degree to get that practice and be independent and sort of test out your skills and get ready for being a doctor and intern when you do have to work by yourself. Final question, Chelsea. What advice do you think you'd give to anyone considering medicine, something that you've learnt in your own experience? I guess that everyone has different strengths and weaknesses and that it doesn't really matter what you think a doctor should be like and you're allowed to be different and have your own personality and you don't have to be outgoing and really good at socialising and that kind of thing to be a good doctor. It's okay to be quiet and to get anxious and to feel a bit overwhelmed at times. It doesn't mean you can't be a doctor. It just means you might have to work a little bit harder and also if you fail... It doesn't mean you can't be a doctor. You just might take a little extra time to do it. So you shouldn't give up. And if that's really what you want to do, you should just keep trying and not put too much blame on yourself and put too much pressure on yourself and ask for help when you need it. That's Chelsea Avers, fifth-year medical student at the University of Adelaide. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.